Welcome back to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation. My name is Neil Franks, and I'm your host. And today I have a good friend of mine, even though I cannot pronounce his last <laughs> name, but this is Tim Meisendeck. Menzendeck. Menzendeck. Tim, I just can't get well, that. Well, Neil George, gonna... thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting <laughs> me today. <laughs> I just can't pronounce that name. That is so bad. I'm just so sorry about that. But it's good to talk to you today, Tim, and uh, you are a, uh, a former pastor. That's right. And still pastor in right. many ways. In, in fact, you've got a, in fact, you've got your own kind of ministry, but tell us a little bit about your background and then how you got into ministry and then what you're doing now, because I'll have to say I'm a little intimidated because you're an old radio broadcast man, so uh, that's going right. to be a scary for me. Tell us a little bit about guy. your story. Yeah, I grew up in St. Louis and uh, go Cardinals. Go die Cardinals. Hard, die hard Cardinals. You know, fan. oftentimes we're, we're recording this, by the way, at the annual meeting of the Missouri Baptist Convention, and there have been years when we would take some breaks to watch either the Royals or the Cardinals play uh, not not so much this year, though. That's right. I grew up in St. Louis, Neil, at Fifi Baptist Church, okay. the oldest Baptist church west of the Mississippi River. Wow. Family is very entrenched there. It's, when I was 17, between my junior and senior year in high school, we moved to Lake of the Ozarks, the second promised land. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was able to move to in 2015. Oh, so you're back. I'm back. Spent uh, a lot of time in radio. Spent a lot of time in uh, corporate America working for big station, uh, KCMO Radio in Kansas City. That is a big station. And worked in sales and the marketing department there. Did some on-air stuff. And then uh, spent some time in academics. Taught at William Jewell, okay. my alma mater. Yes. Also taught at the University of Kansas in the journalism school. And then uh, God finally got my attention, and I raised my hand, said yes, and I served as the executive pastor of a large church in Kansas City for just a little over 22 years. Wow. And you have recently retired from that in the last two or three years? Yeah. I tell people it's a joke. They say, well, how do you like retirement? I say, well, I really just have one less job. (laughs) I'm deeply involved in family business at the lake, also in some nonprofits, and so uh, for a retired guy, I stay awful busy. I know it. And one of the nonprofits that you work with is the one you kind of started. You've got your own kind of ministry. It's not kind of a ministry. It is a ministry, but your heart is really yeah. really about reconciliation. How did that get uh, started in your life? Well, Neil, when I started uh, as a pastor in 1993, I felt like I had really good theological sound training. I could handle the Bible. But what I noticed is that when people came through my office for counseling, and especially leaders, because I tend to work mostly with leaders, uh, a lot with leaders, uh, I noticed that there were just a tremendous number of leaders especially who were broken that had been in church all of their lives. And uh, so despite my good theological training, I decided that I didn't know a whole lot about how to be a shepherd. Mm. There's a difference between being a preacher and a shepherd. Yeah. And uh, so I went outside and got additional training and learned a few things about the Bible that I hadn't seen before. Applied that in ministry and it just changed my life. And that's my passion now to see people heal and become whole. Wow. So, so what is one piece of that? I mean, I know you have lots of things that you talk about and ways that you can help. And, and uh, if somebody's interested in this, they can contact us at the foundation and we can put them in contact with you for sure. But what is one of the biggest keys of that for you in trying to help that person through that process and see what they really need? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some Baptist speak here. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Since I've been Baptist some of our listeners life. are Baptist, so that'll be good. <laughs> So uh, one of the pieces of that is the, this general awareness that people need to have 
that salvation is is the beginning of a walk with Jesus Christ and the 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 acquiring, if you will, of a, an insurance card, a spiritual insurance card to see the great physician. Mm. And an awful lot, a great number of people that I've dealt with in my life as a pastor somehow have this notion that, well, I, I got saved, I trusted Jesus when I was eight years old in Bible school. And that's the extent of their testimony. Mm. Well, I find, Neil, that people in our churches are missing a tremendous amount of healing in their life after salvation. And to be honest with you, so in my experience, that some of the most broken people out there are in leadership and even serve as pastors. I've had about 12 pastor friends of mine crash and burn mm. uh, in their tenure as a pastor. And they don't and, have to crash and burn, do they? No. And you, and you want to know something, Neil? The What's pattern that? behind the crash in their lives is undeniable. A lack of healing over issues in their life takes them down as a leader. And that's really my passion. My passion, I started an organization called Sozo Initiative. Of course, uh, Sozo is the Greek word, for those who don't know it, behind the word saved in in Scripture. Mm, And that word doesn't mean fire insurance. It means to be healed or made whole. Say that again. Say that again. Sozo, translated saved, like Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10. Okay. That word doesn't mean fire insurance. It means to be healed or made whole. Wow. And that is a process that involves time and it involves relationships and involves being vulnerable letting other people into your life which by the way is one of the biggest reasons why pastors crash and burn because 70 percent of pastors according to research say they don't have a good friend 70 70 percent say they don't have a best friend wow being a pastor is an incredibly lonely place well you were a pastor Yeah, yeah it can definitely be a lonely place and so that's my passion. Pastors grow. Here's, here's, here's our slogan. Okay. Pastors grow, people thrive. Pastors, pastors grow, grow, people, people thrive. thrive. You would think people grow, pastors thrive and build a big church. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually the opposite. As pastors grow as leaders and deal with their own stuff, they become much better shepherds and become whole because they're able to lead out of their wholeness and not their brokenness. Wow. Wow. So many pastors need to hear that. In fact, if somebody's listening to this podcast today, uh, sometime in the future, there are resources that are available. If you're a pastor and you are concerned about these things, you're beginning to feel this welling up that you're about to crash and burn. Sometimes guys self-sabotage because they don't know what else to do and the pressure gets too much. But you don't have to do that. Christ provides for us but he also provides the relationships and the resources and really the counseling uh, mm-hmm. to help us not do that instead to be healthy and to be whole. So, so, Neil, one of the most profound things that I've learned is the power of the body of Christ. And here's what I mean by that. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says that people are the stewards or the managers of God's grace. And grace is the greatest antidote there is on this planet to shame. And when we fall into loneliness and isolation and we get ashamed of what our thought life and what's going on in our life, we desperately need grace, which means we desperately need one another. Mm. And I don't believe we've done a good job at creating an, a safe environment where that grace can be distributed, where people can be honest about their needs without judgment and grow and heal. Wow. What a great vision that would be for our churches if our churches became those places 
And so often they just simply are not. It grieves my heart that churches are not as a whole. There are many good churches out there. Absolutely. But as a whole, churches are not known, not recognized by the public especially as being a safe place where I could go and talk about what I need. Wow. Well, we hope that this podcast has touched your heart today as you listen to it. And I've got a strange feeling that Tim and I are going to be talking more uh, (laughs) through future podcasts uh, and talking about more issues and how we can help. But if someone needs some information or needs some resources, is there a way to reach Sozo? Yes. Tim at SozoInitiative.org. S-O-Z-O Initiative.org. Awesome. Well, we thank you for being here today, Tim, and offering this great good counsel to us about the one who is the great healer. And we hope today that many people will be benefited from what we've done today. Thank you, Neil. Blessings to you. Thanks, Tim.